This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Holy Grail Banks. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Save the date for this year's Fox Sports Ohio Reds Fest, presented by PNC Bank. It's December 6th and 7th at the Duke Energy Convention Center. Don't miss two days of fan interaction with current and former Reds players, including autographs, photographs, much more. Plus, enjoy live music, interactive games for all ages, and more. Tickets are on sale now at reds.com slash RedsFest. We continue our conversation with a Red senior advisor to the president of baseball operations, Buddy Bell. And uh, we, we were talking about kind of watching David this year and, and what that experience was like for you. But in the seat that you're in now, and you look at this organization, kind of how do, how do you size things up? Where, where do you feel the needs are right now heading into the offseason? Well, I mean, obviously we've, we've had a lot of discussions about that. And, of course, all the uh, really important guys are in Arizona. <laughs> so that's why I'm sitting here with you guys. Um, so they're out there talking to agents and, you know, trying to get uh, meetings with uh, other general managers for the – for the winter meetings and things like that. But so we've had a lot of discussions before they, they left. I, I, you know what? I, I always think that pitching is, is your most important, um, uh, part of your team. Um, and I think before you start winning, you have to kind of fix your pitching. And I think that's what we did basically last year. You know, Castillo obviously came a long way. Um, of course, he had always had the potential. And then with, uh, with Sonny, um, Discaflani came a long way uh, throughout the year, um, especially the last half of the, the season. So our pitching, I'm missing somebody. I can't. Well, Trevor oh, Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Who right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, gonna be, he's a top-of-the-rotation guy for us. So our pitching seems to be okay, but I, I still think that, you know, there's maybe a spot or two in the bullpen that could probably help. Um, along with maybe another starter. I, d I don't know that. But um, if we can do that, we're, we're going to be in pretty good shape. But if we don't, we have to get a couple hitters. Mm -hmm. we, we have to get some guys that, that you can really count on to have a certain at-bat in a certain situation. Because really, if you look at our team right now, if it, let's just say the bases are loaded with two outs, I don't know if we have anybody. Of course, we have some, you know, Joey is still there, uh, Gino's still there. Uh, so you can kind of sort of depend on them. But we don't have guys that, that you can count on that maybe drive a guy in from second base uh, with two outs with a base hit. You know, you just don't, we just don't have that. So if we can add a couple guys like that uh, to our lineup and stretch our lineup, uh, we should be really good. I'm, I'm really looking forward. So that I think. This is my third year going into my third year here, and I can honestly say that we should really contend um, going into this next year without any question. 
And we have some money, too. Bob and the guys have given us a little money to, to, to spend, or a lot to spend, and <laughs> um, it's Dick and Nick and Sam's uh, job to, to divvy that out the best they can. You know, buddy, I, I'm, I'm always so interested in the inner workings of sitting down and looking at players and making determinations on where you think they're best suited to play over the long haul. You know, Senzel comes up, he's a third baseman initially. Mm-hmm. He goes over to second base, appear to be getting settled in there. He's had to go through an injury of some sort every year since he's been in professional right. baseball. We move him to center field last year during, um, you know, the fall, and then he comes in and plays, I thought, a really good center field yeah. this year and had a really nice first full year until, again, the injuries, you know, kind of take over. When you're sitting in the meetings, and without, you know, giving away secrets and what you're going to do or not going to do, but are some of those conversations still ongoing about certain players on the team where you think over the long haul they're going to be best suited positionally? Yeah, certainly. And, you know, one of the things that we just talk about Nick a little bit, I think the, the, the advantage we have with Nick is that – we really believe that he can go either or. You know, he can stay in center or he can come into the infield, probably second base. Um, and over the long haul, I don't think, I don't think that's going to affect him all that much. Um, some guys, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I can't think of anybody right now. But, yeah, I mean, if you, if you got a, a second baseman that can't play anywhere else, he's going to have to play second. Sure. But, the, the flexibility that Nick gives us gives us an opportunity to go out and maybe sign somebody that can play either or as well, and then you put him in the other. But, you know, the, the, the meetings that you, you know, everything is, so, is geared so much uh, towards the finances of the game now. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. It's one of the things that I personally dislike the most. I mean, I like everybody making as much money as they can, but... Um, Everything is well. We can't pay him this. We got we got to move him, and all the you know the fans like to get close to people, and they like to hang on to them as much as they can. And um, unfortunately, can't do that um, unless it's a young player. And we haven't been able to bring up too many young players except for Senzel came up. Aquino did a good job the first month and a half he was up here. So you know, hopefully we can we can get some of our younger players up from the minor leagues and. you know, they can contribute. When you're evaluating guys and, and guys off last year's team and, and where they fit in next year into 2020, is Aquino one of those guys? Did you see enough out of him to feel like, all right, he slots into right field? Or is that still something you need to address just in the event that, that maybe it was just a hot stretch at a good time? Well, it's my opinion that when a kid comes up there and does that, you almost have to give him an opportunity. Right to see if he can do it again. And the, the key is to uh, bring somebody in that can kind of cover him a little bit if it doesn't yeah. work out. Yeah. I, think that's, I, I, I think that's what you have to do, but I, I don't think a, you can, you know, uh, sit a kid who, what, I don't know, what do you have, 20 home runs and 47 RBIs or something like mm-hmm. that in a half a year or less than a half a year? Yeah, two and a half months, yeah. If you send a kid like that to the minor leagues and, I don't know what that's going to do for the kid's confidence. So I, I think because of what he's done last year, I think you have to give him an opportunity, but you have to have some insurance. Seeing hitters make progress the way they did, he's a perfect example of a guy that really took steps forward pretty quickly. 
How much confidence organizationally do you guys have in the ability now to develop hitters, maybe something that, that perhaps lacked in the past? Well, I, you know, being a hitting coach is probably the toughest job in baseball, I think, as far as a coaching job sure. is concerned, because, because everybody's hit before and everybody has an opinion on how, how this guy should do that and do that. But um, I think the, 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 the tandem we have in place now was Zinter and Ecker. It's a kind of a nice mix because uh, Zinter is more of an old school, but yet dabbles in the in the uh, information. Ecker, on the other hand, is really into the biomechanics and the analytics of the game. So it's a really good mix, and we, and we just hired another kid named C.J. Gilman in the minor leagues that kind of leans towards Ecker's um, experience, but I think it's going to be a good mix. This is the Reds Hot Stove League. we got to say goodbye to Buddy. He, he's yeah, got big time. He's got a basketball practice to get to tonight. tonight. Yeah. I know he does. we got to say goodbye. Jake, yeah. Big round right, of applause for Buddy Bell, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks, Buddy. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. All we right. continue from the Holy Grail Banks on the Reds Radio Network. Continue here at the Holy Grail Banks. This is the Reds Hot Stove League live, presented by Budweiser and UDF with Tom Brenneman. I'm Tommy Thrall, and uh, well, Tom, I, I told you I was going to ask you about some pitchers that you had a chance to cover. Yeah. We're going to find out who's going to win the AL Cy Young shortly. It was just announced Jacob Grom won in the National League. They're saying that the Garrett Cole-Justin Verlander combo with the Astros, either one of those guys could win at the AL. That's got to remind you of watching the unit and show. No, it, it doesn't remind <laughs> me of watching the unit and show in, in the least bit. Because, you know, I mean, you know, look, uh, Buddy even alluded to it. You know, I, I, I guess that, you know, time is just passing me by, and I'm, I'm doing my best to keep up with the times. But I, you, you and I talked during the World Series. I, I, I was just so – I was so disappointed – in, in, in these guys that, that we look at as being number one and the big, strong, tough guys and all this kind of thing. And, and you know, the, the only World Series I ever had a chance to call was the 2001 World Series, which a lot of people think was the greatest World Series of all time. Kurt Schilling starts game one, goes eight innings. He comes back, starts game four, goes seven and two-thirds innings. He comes back and starts game seven and pitches into the eighth inning. Randy Johnson starts game two, eight innings. Starts game six, eight innings. Pitches out of the bullpen in the ninth inning of game seven. And I'm looking at guys like Verlander, who's had an incredible career, Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Scherzer got, you know, he had, he, he had the, the neck problem, whatever it was. I just... And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know I, I sound like the old man in the room, and I get it, and I am the old man in the room. But I just I long for the guys that just say, give me the ball. And, and the thing that was amazing about Schilling, when he took the ball in game one of that World Series, when he pitched into the seventh inning of that game, he eclipsed 300 innings for the year. And here we were this season. Sonny Gray had an unbelievable year. He pitched 157 innings, 157. Right. So 
I know you're but trying to get me all worked up. No, and, no, no, no. I'm not going to fall in the trap. <laughs> My dad did for uh, for 47 years. I'm not going to do that. No, I will, I will say, though. That, so now that, I'll be up to about 1 in the morning. Thank you. I appreciate you're welcome. it, Tommy. That was That's yeah, really I, nice of you yeah. to do that to glad, me. Glad but you know that. what I'm saying. No, I do. I know exactly what you're saying. And, and we're not going to see a guy go 300 innings anymore. No, I, I know, and, that's not going to happen. And that I get. But I'm talking but, about when you get to... You know, like 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 two years ago, Kershaw well, doesn't take the ball in Game Six. No, but this is to go to the wor- win the World Series. But a guy like that, that, that when you talk about Schilling and Johnson for that matter, I think what Madison Bumgarner did, we, we saw him do that. There's no very question. Similar to he that, was right there as recently as yep. 2015. No doubt. And, and and guys just aren't really guys aren't conditioned to do that. I think you also have to be at a certain point in your career. To, to be able to do that. I, I don't know if it's a physical thing or if it's the way you've been brought up or you've just got enough mileage on your arm to where you're, where you're and, able to And recoup. you know what, Tommy, I but, think you make a great point there because you, you, you're right. I, I think in fairness to those pitchers that I just mentioned that did not do those things, they've not been conditioned to do it. Yeah. Whereas in the minor leagues, when those guys were coming up, you know, they were pitching seven and eight inning games, complete games in minor league games. Now they're getting around the 100-pitch mark, and it might be only five innings, and they're getting them out of games. And even in the regular season now with a lot of them, not necessarily Cole or Scherzer or Verlander, but, but, but most of them at this point in time. Yeah, I doubt Verlander really had to worry about pitch counts much when he was coming up. I think he was one of those guys, maybe not necessarily at where he's at in his career now, yeah. but I think there was a point in his career where he was that guy. Yeah, he, he was a he guy. He maybe never had that And chance, Scherzer, too. But, and yeah. Scherzer, too. Yeah, yeah no but, doubt about uh, it. But anyways, no, I just uh, I wanted to see if – because that's – I immediately thought of that. I really wasn't trying to get you worked up because – you know, reading about Cole and Verlander, it took me back to that group with, with Unit and Schilling, and I didn't know if that reminded you of those days at well, all. You know, you know, the, but you make a great point. It's very different now. But you're talking about Houston, and, and I think one of the most fascinating stories going on right now is this situation about, uh, you know, allegedly cheating. Um, I got to tell you, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I hope and pray that it proves that they did not do it but if they did do it, and I know there are a lot of old school people out there who say, ah, oh, it's just been going on for hundreds of years, and, and, and they might be right. But um, if they get caught in this thing, they are going to have the book thrown at them yeah. from Major League Baseball. They're, they're going to be fined millions and millions of dollars. They're going to lose multiple draft picks. Um, th- it is the biggest story, without a doubt, in baseball right now, unfortunately, when it should be about teams trying to improve themselves and getting better, and right. especially right here in Cincinnati, because I think, as Buddy said, we got a lot of good things going on. There are. We're going to get to some of those, because there's some rumors starting to fly around, which yep. always makes the hot stove season a lot of fun. We'll get to some of those rumors coming up. We'll also take your phone calls if you've got them, 1-800-749-7000. If you're with us here at the Holy Grail Banks tonight, you've got a question for us. Come on up. Ask us. Yeah, We'd come love on to hear up. From you. Please. So uh, we've got a lot more to get to. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Nice. Welcome back. We are live at the Holy Grail Banks. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser and UDF. I'm Tommy Thrall with Tom Brenneman, and we are trying to warm up by thinking of warm thoughts like Reds baseball while it's all of 20 degrees outside. So yeah. warm up some with some baseball talk, and you can join us. 513, apparently I was giving out the wrong phone number, 513-749-7000 or 1-800-843-2441. 
1-800-THE-BIG-ONE. We've got a question from uh, one of our patrons here at the Holy Grail. How you doing, sir? We are doing great. This is Stephen from Pricell. What a thrill. I think we should rename the show TNT. TNT. <laughs> Absolutely. TNT. Love you. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You're mid-season form already. Hey, if I had the one question, who's out there in free agency? I want to hear from both of you that you would say, yeah, that's the guy. I know it, the Reds a lot of times don't put, pull the checkbooks out. But if there was the one guy that you would have on your dr dream list who's available in free agency, who would you like to see as a Red next year? Tom and Tom, what do you think? Well, I mean, look, you know, there, there are certain guys that, that you just know right away. In fact, they just had three of them on the screen a minute ago in Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg. I mean, I think, I think it's safe to say that, that the kind of money those three guys are going to command and going to get, and then you look at your team and what you kind of already have, it's not to say you wouldn't make room for all three of them. You would. So they would probably go one, two, and three. I'd take Rendon ahead of anybody in the free agent class for me. He's still young, very talented player, good leader, good offensive player, good defensive player, but a really good leader. And, um, but outside of that, then you start getting into some of the names, Tommy, and we were talking about this, you know, mm -hmm. about some of the rumors that have been going around, whether it's Yasmani Grandal, whether it's D.D. Gregorius, of course, two players who started their professional careers as member of the Cincinnati Reds organization. Yeah, I think D.D.'s got to be at the top of that list. And if you, if you sign him, you think, well, you've got Freddie Galvis, so what do you do with him? You can easily slide him over to second. The new rumor that came out this week that, that – been reading a little bit about is Howie Kendrick. The Reds seem to be the front runners to land Howie Kendrick, of course, coming off of a very good mm -hmm. postseason. This is a guy, uh, looking at him and, and diving a little deeper on Howie Kendrick, he's, he's a little older, um, so you're not looking at a long-term deal with him. He's coming off an excellent season. His last five years, last three or four years, uh, have been really strong. Now, he's had some injury problems in there, but that's a guy that is a postseason player. He's coming off a World Series win. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I always like bringing guys in to a clubhouse that know how to win, especially yeah. when, you're, when you're trying to change a culture because those guys know what it's like to win. They know what it takes. And on a major league team, maybe, maybe you have to have somebody like that that can help change a culture and, and get guys thinking, hey, believe in yourself because you can win. You just have to know it. I, I talked about uh, that with Christian Cologne late in the season because he was with a Royals team yep. and went through a very similar thing. I think I've talked about it before, but you know he he said that they were they were terrible. I think in thirteen, fourteen they really that's when they made it to the World Series. But that's when during the season they started to believe in themselves and they got over the hump and won it in fifteen. So. Uh, he sees a lot of similarities between this Reds team and that group. So that, to me, is, is reason to be optimistic, and that's why I think you have to infuse a guy that knows how to win, like a Howie Kendrick, in this kind of clubhouse. So that's an exciting guy, but I, if you can find a way to go out and get Anthony Rendon, by all means. I mean, yeah. that's, that guy's a game changer just having his bat in the lineup. You know, you, you look at Kendrick, and, and the one thing that Kendrick would bring to this team outside all the things you just talked about, he's been such a winning player, and he was an everyday player, and a lot of National League fans didn't get to see him all the years. He was a regular player for the Angels. Just an outstanding player, even better in a clubhouse. Great guy, good leader. But, you know, the, the one thing that he could add to this team right away is if you needed him to play second base, he can still play second base. If there's a really tough left-hander on the mound and you don't want Votto, who last year had his worst season, his last two years have been his two worst years against left-handed pitching, 
you can sit down Votto like the Nationals did this year right. and play Kendrick at first base. Now, a lot of people don't hear that just based on Votto's full body of work. But age catches up with all of us. And, and, and so if you brought a guy in like him, I mean, is he going to be a rock-solid, everyday player for your team? No. There are other areas you've got to address. But if you could get him, that would, that would make, I believe, a significant impact on this team. You know, the, the hardest thing, and my favorite line is from Bengals announcer Dave Lapham. One of my favorite lines I've ever heard in my life. The most important part of ability is availability. Right. And being able to get on the field and play. And unfortunately, right now for the Reds, they're in such a bind as to making decisions on two players, in my opinion. Senzel has been hurt every year. And now two years in a row, your number one prospect before him for four or five years, Jesse Winker's been hurt two years in a row. Jesse's going to be on our show here next Wednesday night. So what do you do if you're the Reds? Do you go get a left fielder, or do you believe that Winker is going to come back and be that guy? Well, I... I, I... I think if you find a left fielder that is available, you've got to look at it for that reason. I and, mean, and Kendrick it, can play there, too. He can. He can probably play a little bit. If you're looking at an outfielder, I think a guy like Nick Castellanos is a guy you have to look at. I mean, he, he would play well. Anybody that can hit and hit with some power uh, would work well in great American yeah, you know, the, the only thing, though, Tommy, I worry about a guy like him is, is that for the last couple of years, he has been a below-average offensive player for the Tigers. I mean, his numbers before the trade last year, he had a lot of doubles, but they were not good. No. Then he just exploded with the Cubs. He did. Uh, over the last three months and was one of the best players in the league. I, I haven't seen a play enough. I don't know. That's for smarter though. people. That's still a graveyard in Detroit. It is. So there's a it lot is. of guys that don't put up You're good right. numbers You're there. You're right. The Reds Holiday Gift Pack is on sale now, starting at only $40. This year's gift pack includes four ticket credits, good toward any combination of games next season and an exclusive Buddy the Elf bobblehead. Purchase your Reds Holiday Gift Pack today at the Reds Kiosk, located in Kenwood Town Center or at reds.com slash holiday. Some restrictions apply. We'll wrap things up. This is the Reds Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. We are back live. The Holy Holy Grail Banks. It's the Red Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser and UDF. Dude, dude, you've been here a year and a half now. Yeah. All right. I've been in this particular establishment more than a few times. Many, many. Maybe yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> maybe Could that's be. why you can't maybe. remember the name of the joint. Maybe I can't remember the, the name of half the joints I've been in. <laughs> and that's a lot of them. Only the ones I've been in with you. That's, yeah. that's usually yeah, that's the trick right. there. That's right. Uh, get your tickets now to the 2020 Reds Hall of Fame induction gala presented by Clark Schaefer Hackett on Sunday, April 26th, honoring inductee Marty Brenneman. Individual tickets for the induction gala are available at redsmuseum.org. And, you know, that, that, uh, please make that's a note of that. Tommy just gave you the date. But normally when we do the Reds Hall of Fame induction every year, that is in the middle of the summer. This year, we're doing it the first month of the season. So, you know, if you're thinking about wanting to be down there for that, and he will be the lone inductee into the Reds Hall of Fame this year, that will be in the month of April. Yeah, that is going to be, be a fun night. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, And um, should be exciting. There was some news announced this week. The uh, Reds are actually going to play a brief two-game series in Las Vegas yes. during spring training. So if you're looking for an excuse to go watch some Reds baseball and Head down to uh, Vegas. Well, there you go. That that'll be uh, that should be a lot of fun. 
Um, and so, anyways, that was announced this week. They'll play the Cubs there, and uh, that'll be about midway point of, of spring training. Actually, so actually, it, it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's uh, that, that weekend of March the 7th and the 8th, if I thought I read it right. So, uh, yeah, jump on, get a ticket out there. Those are always wild games in Las Vegas because of the air and the, the ball flies around. So most of those games are like 12 to 11 out there in Vegas. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. A lot of those PCL parks, oh, the yeah. ball, ball carries right. a little bit. Um, we were talking about kind of needs of this team with, with Buddy Bell when he was on earlier. And uh, just to dive into that a little deeper, I, you know, he talked about needing a couple of relievers. And that's something – you know, because uh, relievers aren't necessarily as exciting of a thing to talk about. But with the way bullpens are used now, I think this team's really going to need to go out and get a handful of relievers. I'm talking four, maybe maybe five guys. Now, I'm not talking about frontline relievers, but you've got to have a pretty legitimate stable of relievers that you can go to. Now, those guys aren't all going to be on your major league roster all season, mm-hmm. but you've got to have more than just one or two guys that are major league ready down at AAA that you can call upon just to give guys a breather. I think that's something that really needs to be addressed. Now, the, the bullpen pitched a little better towards the end of last year, but, but those starters, as good as they are expected to be and as good as we hope that they will be, the track record says that they will, they've got to have somebody to hand the ball to yep. that, that's reliable at the end of games. And, you know, um, most recently, the year they went out into free agency and, and, and brought in a couple of guys, it didn't, you know, wasn't the sexiest sign in, in the world, but... You know, the, the guys over here in Baseball Ops, they did an outstanding job when they brought in Jared Burton, and they, or Jared Burton, the old Jared, but when they brought in Jared Hughes and they brought in uh, David Hernandez. They both had just incredible first seasons here. Obviously, things did not go as well for both of them last year. But, you know, those guys are out there to be found. Yeah. And, and so it's hard to build a bullpen, but I'm with you. You know, when those starters give you a good game, you want to hand it over and nail it down. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And uh, Rysel Iglesias figures to be the back-end guy, so... Keep an eye on relievers and some of that action as we yes. take a look. That's all for Tom Brenneman and Buddy Bell. Thank I'm you, Tom everybody. Bell. Thanks for joining us at the Holy Grail. Thanks. There you Red go. Hot Get it right. Budweiser, UDF. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.